Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the, na- in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Happy Feast of Pentecost. Um, today is the glorious Feast of Pentecost in which we celebrate the coming down upon the Holy Spirit upon the Church. Just to quickly review the timeline, our Lord Jesus Christ, He died, and then three days later, what happened? Three days later, what happened? He rose from the dead, right? And then, what hap- where, where was He for the 40 days? He was with the, on earth with his, with his disciples, okay? And then on the 40th day, what happened? He ascended into the heavens. And then 10 days later, what, what happened? He sent us the Holy Spirit. So this is the timeline from the crucifixion until where we are now, the Feast of Pentecost. By God's grace, I want to try to answer these three questions during this morning's uh, sermon and for this glorious feast. What, number one, what is the purpose of the Holy Spirit? Number two, why did the Holy Spirit come when it did? And three, how does the Holy Spirit work in us? Number one, what is the purpose of the Holy Spirit? And sometimes in our prayers and sometimes in the way we communicate with God, we, we talk to the Son a lot. And we talk to God the Father sometimes a lot. And sometimes we don't give God the Holy Spirit the, uh, the honor I guess, so to speak, that, that He deserves. But the Holy Spirit is obviously one of the Trinity. So number one, what is the purpose of the Holy Spirit? St. Cyril of Alexandria will guide us. He says, After Christ had completed His mission on earth, it still remained necessary that we should become partakers and sharers of the divine nature of the Word. We had to give up our own life and be so transformed that we would begin to live an entirely new kind of life that would be pleasing to God. However, this was something we could do only by sharing in the Holy Spirit. So, what is God? And if you look at the Gospel and the Samaritan woman, what does our Lord Jesus Christ say about God? He says, God is what? God is Spirit, right? And He says, those who worship Him must worship in what? Spirit and truth. So, God is of the spiritual realm. And in order for us to have a true relationship with God, we have to have the Holy Spirit. And we have to, this is why the Holy Spirit comes after the crucifixion and after the resurrection. Because the old person needs to die and the new person that comes alive is no longer living according to the flesh, but is living according to the Spirit. So this is the first answer to the question, the purpose of the Holy Spirit. So that we can become partakers of the spiritual realm with God. Although we are flesh and bones, but He has given us His Holy Spirit so that we can become partakers of that spiritual realm realm of which God is. That's the first question. The second question, the timing of the coming of the Holy Spirit. Because if I just reviewed the timeline, right? Our Lord Jesus Christ, He died, and then three days later He rose. He appeared to the disciples, and and while they were in the room, before the day of Pentecost, it says He breathed on them, 
and he gave them the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then on the day of Pentecost, they received the Holy Spirit. Why? Did they receive the Holy Spirit twice? What was the difference between that time when they were in the room when he said, receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive will be forgiven, and whose sins you retain will be retained? What is the difference between that and then on the day of Pentecost? Who, who, who is ordained to bind and to loosen sins? You guys should know this, right? The priesthood, right? So this was kind of like their ordination. And this is what happens even now in our current um, ordination rituals. If you look at the bishop, he takes the priest's mouth and he breathes in him the Holy Spirit. And it's through that breath of the Holy Spirit that we are able to have this remission of sins. So this happened shortly after the resurrection. Like we, 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 we read that commemoration on Thomas Sunday, which is one week after. But they did not begin preaching until the day of Pentecost. So what were they doing for those 40 days with our Lord Jesus Christ? What were they doing? Some, somebody asked me the other day what we do as priests after we get ordained in the, uh, in the monastery for 40 days. And this is part of the reason why we do this as, uh, in our church. We go to the monastery for 40 days. We spend time in solitude with God. And in, um, really, it's this similar concept in that, and it says in the book of Acts that our Lord Jesus Christ spoke to them about what? To the disciples during those 40 days. Spoke to them about things pertaining to the kingdom of God. That was it. That's all it says. It didn't, it's not like he said, he gave them instructions. You go here, you go there, you do this, you're going to face this problem, you're going to do this. He didn't give them all that. He spoke to them about things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And that was sufficient, more than sufficient for them to begin their ministry. So the timing of the coming of the Holy Spirit, he had to transform them from a physical, tangible mindset to a spiritual mindset. And it happened progressively. He died, and then he rose from the dead. And then he spent time with them, talking to them, talking to them about the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And then he descended on the 40th day, and then he was kind of silent for 10 days. Let's talk about that. Why did he wait those 10 days? St. Cyril of Alexandria says, and the most fitting and appropriate time for the mission and descent of the Holy Spirit to us was the occasion of our Savior's departure to heaven. So he's saying, St. Cyril is saying that the most fitting time was after our Lord Jesus Christ descended into the heavens. The, as long as Christ was with them in the flesh, the believers would have thought they had possessed all things he had to offer. But when the time came for him to ascend to his Father in heaven, this is the answer, it was necessary for him to be united through his spirit to those who worshipped him and to, do, and to dwell in our hearts through what? Faith. Only by his presence within us in this way could, we, could he give us the confidence to cry out, and we read this today, Ava Father, and enable us to grow in holiness and through our possession of the all-powerful spirit, strengthen us to become invincible against the traps of the devil and the assaults of our fellow human beings. So he waited because he wanted to show us what? That through the work of the Holy Spirit, 
we can even do greater things. Like it says in the Gospel, St. John chapter 14, verse 12, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, look what he says, the works that I do, he will do also. And then what? And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. So he ascended to his Father and he gave us the, the Holy Spirit. And, the, the, and he wanted to say, this, like, listen, this Holy Spirit that I'm giving you, it is something that you believe through in faith. I've been, you, I've been with you in the flesh for all of these years. And I'm here with you as the resurrected Christ. I want to transform you from believing in me in a physical sense, using tangible eyes. And I want you to believe and have faith through the invisible eyes, through the eyes of faith. So he waited these 10 days so that they could grow in faith. Not so that he could leave them, but so that they can grow in faith. And now we, we are able to operate with God in this concept of the Spirit. And, and this is what Christ wants. In the Gospel of St. John chapter 4, verse 40, 48, Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. So Christ was a little annoyed when he said this. Because what was the purpose of, of the miracles that he was doing? He was doing the miracles so that we could believe. So he, he doesn't want us to believe just by seeing. He wants us to believe through the eyes of faith. So this is the life of the Spirit. So this is why he waited. Number three, and the last question, how the Holy Spirit works. Again with St. Cyril. You see that the Spirit changes those in whom He comes to dwell and alters the whole pattern of their life. With the Spirit within them, it is quite natural for people who had been absorbed by the things of the, this world to, be, to become entirely otherworldly. So the way the Holy Spirit works in us, we are able to transform into spiritual beings, no longer just physical beings. And it is the spirit of truth and comfort. Like we're going to chant today in the distribution, this hymn called Asumen. And at the end of it, each refrain we say, the spirit of truth and comfort. Why do we call it the spirit of truth? Like we just read in the gospel, that the Holy Spirit will come and what convict the world of sin and of righteousness. How does the Spirit of truth work in us? Because those who have the Holy Spirit are able to discern right from wrong, truth from lie. We're able to have this conviction within us and we're able to understand the things of God because He has given us of His Holy Spirit. It's there to be for us as a helper. So number one, it discerns for us what is true and what is lie. Number two, it, it, it comforts us and guides us and helps us. Like His Eminence always says is that the Spirit completes our offering. We are weak. We are human beings. We can't offer a perfect offering to God. So in unity with the Holy Spirit, we're able to offer a perfect offering through that gift of the Holy Spirit. And through the gift of the Holy Spirit, we are able to get that forgiveness of sins. Our Lord Jesus Christ in the Gospel of St. Matthew chapter 12, verse 32 says, And anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the age to come. Why? Why is speaking against a word of the Son of Man okay, and not speaking a word against the Holy Spirit okay? 
Think about it like this. How are all of our sacraments sanctified in the church? Like when the priest kneels down during the institution narrative and he he makes the sign of the cross on the bread and on the wine and he says, and he makes them into your holy body. Who is the he? It is the Holy Spirit. And all of our sacraments, it's the work of the Holy Spirit. And the sacrament of confession, it's the Holy Spirit that comes and absolves. So what our Lord Jesus Christ is saying, if you're blaspheming against the Holy Spirit, if you don't believe in the Holy Spirit and the work of your life, you cannot get the forgiveness of sins. What is that? Why? Because you know what it's like? It's like, you know, you go to the, the pharmacist or a doctor and they prescribe medication for you and they hand you that medi- medication and you curse the medication and you're saying, I'm not going to take the medication. Well, how are you going to get healed from your infirmity and your, and your sickness if you're, if you're cursing the medicine that's supposed to give you that healing? So if I blaspheme the Holy Spirit, I'm doing what? I'm cursing the medicine that's given to me for the remission of sins. That's what it means to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. It doesn't make any sense. We go, to, we go to doctors for our bodies and we take medicine and we have faith in that medicine that it's going to work in us. Do we have that same faith in the work of the Holy Spirit and the sacraments of the church? So this is how the Holy Spirit works in our lives. It is the spirit of truth. It is the spirit of comfort. And it is the spirit that sanctifies and gives us the absolution and all of our our rituals and sacraments of the church. So to summarize, the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to allow us the ability to be transformed into a spiritual way of life. And like I said, the Holy Spirit was given to humanity after our Lord's ascension in the heaven in order for for the believers to grow in faith of God in this way of life that was not limited to what? The flesh. So we have the Holy Spirit. He doesn't want us to just rely on our eyes. He wants us to be transformed into a spiritual way of living. And the Holy Spirit works in us to focus on the things of the Spirit and not on the things of the flesh. It's the Spirit of truth. So we ask that the Holy Spirit stays renewed within us. And how do we renew the Holy Spirit within us? It's through being spiritually active. It's just like working out. If I don't keep my muscles active, then they're going to become what? Weak. So if I don't keep my spirit active, then my spirit is going to become weak. It's a very, very simple, very uh, easy way to understand. When we don't allow the Holy Spirit to work on us by resisting it, this is how, like I said, we blaspheme the Holy Spirit. So let us be transformed and live according to the Holy Spirit. And glory be to our God forever and unto the ages of all ages. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.